This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hi, Jürgen. Uh, just first of all, I, I just wanted to check on Roberto Firmino. Um, how ready is he to return to action this weekend? Um, it's not ready. Um, Bobby didn't even start training with the, with the team. It will happen some point next week when it will be back in training and then we have to see. Also, Jürgen, I wanted to check on, on Mo Salah. A few weeks ago, we asked you about Jordan Henderson's contract and you said you were confident of it getting done and not long after it was all sorted. So how do you feel about Mo Salah's contract situation at, at the moment? And what confidence do you have that it will get done in the not-too-distant future? But there is nothing really to say about, um, and especially not for me, I'm not involved. Um, so, no. And it's um, obviously the only thing I'm really interested in, um, how, how Mo looks, how, how sharp he is, how committed he is in the moment. And that's that's um, absolutely spot on, really good. And um, that's everything. Nothing to talk, not, nothing new to say. And with regard to Crystal Palace, obviously we saw their potential again, or realising their potential against, against Spurs. We saw the comeback against, uh, against West Ham United as well. What difference do you see in Palace under Patrick Vieira now? Massive. Um, proper football playing side, I have to say. And um, um, he has obviously a clear idea how he wants to, to set it up. You can see that um, brought in um, new players, use them. I always said it's incredible how... how how strong they are up front um, with all the players they have. Um, now Eduard um, came in, scored twice, obviously had anyway a, a quite a, a decent um, goal-scoring record. Um, Ayu, Bentek, uh, um, the, the boy from, from Mainz and Saha, obviously. So that's incredible quality. And now in midfield, Kuyata back on his position, Gallagher, um, uh, I'm not sure if he still can say he's a talent, even when he plays for U21, but he's a really, really um, good player. Um, and then the third position, MacArthur or whoever can play there, um, they have a, a de- it's a decent team and a really football-playing idea. Meanwhile, um, build up. So it's a it's a change, and um, they, they they will do well. I'm pretty sure. Um, but we want to have to do well as well. So on on. Saturday, tomorrow, actually. And um, yeah, hopefully we can do that. Hi there, Jürgen. Uh, you rested some players in the week. You spoke about how important that was, bearing in mind you were going to be playing every three days. I just wondered, is that becoming an even bigger challenge for, for a manager, managing your, your players' fitness, fitness and, and getting the balance right from one game to the next? Yeah, yeah. We spoke a lot about the fixed the schedule stuff like this. So, but this one is is normal for us that we have three games a week. is normal for us. But the Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday thing is a it's a tough one, um, and so it's the shortest you can get in a normal week. And um, so you have to you have to um, think about these kind of things. We did that. Thank God we came through. I really thought um, the boys did really well, and we will have we will have to make changes again. That's clear. And I know it's early on in the season, but when you look at the top of the table, have you drawn any early season conclusions? Not very many points dropped by the big teams so far, are there? Yeah, that's not a big surprise. I mean, I'm not really too too um, too much in the situation of the other teams, um, but for us, it was it was uh, an okay start so far um, with some good football. Um, the boys showed that that's important, and but that's how I said if you want to be. Up there with and around, uh, or in the middle, or around uh, the really um, the top spot, then 
Um, you have to, we cannot waste any points pretty much. That's how it is nowadays in the Premier League. And um, so nothing happened. We just have to keep going. And um, I'm not surprised about results of the other teams, to be honest. Um, they are all really good. So um, we have to be good as well. Thank you, Steve. We'll go to James from TalkSport, Carl from um, the BBC, then Carl from Press Association. James first. Jürgen, Sadio Mane has scored in each of his last eight matches against Crystal Palace. Where do you feel like he's at with his game at the moment as he tries to close in on 100 Premier League goals? Sadio looks really good, looks really sharp. Um, I know we talk about these kind of things when when, when, when a, a striker missed some chances, but that he has the amount of chances he had, the amount of finishes he had, that's actually the important stuff. And um, no, Sadio's in a good moment. And... Um, yeah, he will go. He will get there one day. I'm not exactly sure how how many how many is he missing now. Sorry, one I think he's got. Is he three away? But he's one away from a hundred goals for Liverpool. So he could do that tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> to be honest, that would be really nice. Um, yeah, 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 no. How so, I said, Salah's in a really good moment um, physically. Um, and I think mentally as well, so really confident. Um, and you can see that the player missed a chance, he doesn't look desperate or whatever, it's just and he has a smile on his face, he knows, yeah, I could have done this or this better, um, and all this kind of thing. So it's all good uh, for the moment, but of course, Sadio is an exceptional player, so he, he has to perform exceptional. That's how it is, um, because this is the standard we accept from, from him and um, usually delivers. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Carl Woodward for one or two from BBC. Hi, Jürgen. Hi. Uh, I just want to talk about Divock Origi. We know how difficult it would have been for him being, you know, sidelines, you know, not being able to get to the side. But that performance he put in against AC Milan, what does that say, to, say about him as a player and a person as well to put in that display? Exactly what you probably think now as well. It was absolutely exceptional uh, coming in and, 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 and playing like this is... Um, it's really good. It's really good. But it's like that. We, we, we play a lot of games now, but we, we train as well pretty often, especially now in the last few weeks when, when with the international break, Dip was not in, uh, in, uh, involved in that. So he was with was with us and could train with us and he could show up and we could see uh, which shape is in the moment. For each player in the world, it's like that. You are not in all weeks exactly in the same shape, uh, but he was really coming up um, and showed up in training and that's why I, I um, decided to, to, to start him in the game. But then there's still the possibility that um, it's maybe not so easy and stuff like this, but he was really focused in the game. He didn't think about if he was playing the last 10 games or not. He was just in the game and played a really good game, helped us a lot, uh, not only offensively but defensively as well. But, uh, then the nice set, the, the nice little chip for, for Mo was obviously an incredible important moment. So really happy for him. He had cramps at the end of the game. We have to see what that means for tomorrow, but um, it looked really good. And James Milner's back from injury. Curtis Jones, Curtis Jones played really well when he came on as well. Does that show the depth you've got in that midfield as well? Yeah, it shows, but it's important as well because this is the engine room of, of our game. We, the, the intensity we, we, we can put on a pitch if we have a tired midfield that doesn't work. So um, that's very important that we have the, the numbers and the quality, especially of the players. So, yeah, they're all back. Some of them trained longer. Some of them didn't train that long. We have to see a lot of lots of games coming up. But um, very good news that they are all fit in the moment. 
Thank you. And just before we go to Carl uh, Marker, we'll do the breakout, the Indigo section next. Uh, we have to take four of you on that. So uh, first we first step, uh, and then uh, yeah, I'll conclude. So uh, to finish the open section, Carl Marker. Hey Egan, just a quick couple if I may. Um, I'm going back to the rotation thing. Um, for two and a half years, we basically saw Virgil van Dijk play nearly every minute of every Premier League and every Champions League game. Just wondering, in terms of, we know you're managing him, he's come back now, is, is that a short-term thing or is it a longer-term thing so we're not going to see him put in those minutes and those games over, over the season now? I don't know, I, I would rather say it's a short-term thing. It's um, We are still in, if you want, in the extended pre-season, especially for him with the long time out and stuff like this, um, he was completely fine. He could have played, definitely. It was just for me. Um, I want to be sensible in these moments now because I have to. Uh, we have what, what I said. I don't want to talk about injuries in the past, but it is like that. We had three long-term injuries with Joe, with Joel and with, with Virgil. Um, and even Ibu had uh, before, not um, maybe half a year ago, a year ago, uh, a long-term injury as well. So just we, they have, the quality is incredible what these boys have. And now we have to make sure that we have always uh, a, a proper um, pair on the pitch. And for the weekend, uh, for, for, the, for the Milan game, it worked really well. Um, and But it will not be like a, that I now always do exactly that and say, okay, Welch is not um, ready to play for that. But I think we are early in the season. And it was the right thing to do. And just on the defensive side, both Virgil and Joel could both play their hundredth league game for Liverpool. Um, out of you, out of the four centre backs, the senior centre backs you've got at your disposal, Joel seems to be the one who's, who's less celebrated, but he appears to be, you know, appears to have come back from his, his injury and, and, and playing really well again. It was not Joel or Joel. 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 Yeah. 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 yeah look. I cannot help people who don't see the quality of Joel Matip. Um, he was, that's true, he was a bit unlucky in the past with injury here and there, maybe not always the, 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 the most difficult things, but he was, it's a, he's a big boy, a big player, so um, tall, and um, it can look from time to time a bit a bit edgy or whatever, but it's um, he's an incredible player. And um, he was always an incredible player since he joined us at least, and um, so that's really good, but for him it's the same. Um, we needed the, we needed the quality. We have now four, five top class center halves, and um, that's good to have and necessary. But uh, on a position when you when you only have two, then sometimes they play 10, 12, 15 games in a row. They are maybe able to do that, but we, if we don't have to, why should we then? And that's why we. I have now the opportunity to make there some changes and from time to time, not always, um, we have to make that and hope that they all stay fit and then uh, we have, we'll be fine in that position for sure. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.